We're going to continue on with our study in the book of James, James chapter 1. I am going to take a moment here, backtrack just a little bit from where we were in our past, um, our previous podcast, um, because I want to go back and catch verse 19 through the end of the chapter, James chapter 1, starting at verse 19. You know, I had hoped to be finished with uh, James chapter 1 in three, three segments. Um, it looks like it's going to take us a fourth one here, and part of the reason is probably because I spend time backtracking. So uh, just bear with me on that. Um, with each podcast, I tend to, uh, in my humble opinion, get a little bit better at presenting and a little bit better at um, speaking into a microphone. If you've never done a podcast before, it's quite different than uh, teaching in front of a group of people. Um, All that said, let's pick it up at James chapter 1, verse 19. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man, observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, and continues in it, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed. And what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. That is the word of God. Amen. So, uh, not going to rehash the entire uh, podcast that came just before this. Um, just want to remind you that we need to restrain our speech. We need to restrain our tempers. Have you ever noticed how people can get stirred up by words? So, We talked about in the last podcast how the Word of God can't not really take root in our hearts when we're filled with anger. And the scripture tells us right here that the wrath of man will not produce the righteousness of God. Think about that. The wrath of man will not produce the righteousness of God. And certainly, we gave examples in the previous podcast that I I encourage you to go back and take a listen. Again, not going to review the whole thing here. Just wanted to kind of use this mainly as an introduction for where we're heading now. So think of the filthiness that is described here in verse 21. It says, Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. 
I've heard the filthiness described as earwax. Stay with me. I know that sounds gross, maybe crazy, but it's like this. You basically cannot hear the word of God when you are filled with filthiness. And it even says there's an overflow of wickedness. James says, get rid of those things and receive with what meekness the implanted word. So this overflow of wickedness that's mentioned here is out of control anger. I believe it goes hand in hand with what was just before that about the wrath of man uh, not producing the righteousness of God. So have you ever known someone who's bitter with life, bitter with their own life, bitter toward other people, bitter about others' uh, life. You know, it seems that they're never satisfied. We are to put these things aside so that we can hear, so that we can listen, so that we can receive the message of God that is given to us in the Bible. You know, the sin of speech the sin of uh, harsh temper, wrathful attitude, it's going to act as a roadblock to the clear teachings of Scripture. Earwax, if you will, getting in your ears and you can't hear, or blinders even, and you can't see. But James talks here about not just being a hearer, but to be a doer. So we look at verse 22 and we're going to take verse 22 through verse 25. Have you ever wondered who am I? Why am I even here? And where does life come from and what's its meaning and what am I supposed to do? You ever had those kind of questions go through your mind? I think that any thinking human being who's ever sat in silence, you know, and again, I think this is something that we miss so often in our culture because um, everywhere you go, there's some kind of a noisy distraction. Get in the car. What do you got to have? You got to have your tunes or your talk radio or something to listen to. You go shopping, go to a store. What are you going to hear? You're going to hear music being played overhead. In fact, I would dare say that you can't even go out in public anywhere without at least hearing somebody else's radio playing. So I would encourage you, Christian, to get alone with God and actually meditate. Now, I'm not talking about Eastern meditation where you uh, contemplate your navel, as they say. You know, you kind of sit cross-legged and, you know, look at your belly button and try to figure out what life is all about. That's not what I'm saying. But meditate on the Word of God. Take some quiet time. That's why we call it quiet time. And say, Lord, I'm, I'm going to read your word. I'm going to meditate on it. I'm going to think. And I'm just going to be still before God and know that he is God. I'm going to spend some time with him. And you know, God will meet you there. Did you know the Holy Spirit is right there with you, dear Christian? And he will answer those questions. The answer to these questions, who am I, where am I, where where am I going, what's the point, 
The answer to all those questions are only found in Jesus Christ. And He can and He will empower His people to new life. So, how do we put our faith into action? That's the question. Because what James tells us here is don't just listen. Don't just be a hearer, but be a doer. So first of all, we've got to listen to him. And then we have to do what he's called us to do. This goes hand in hand with, if you're listening to these podcasts in order, we did a study through Jonah first. And, you know, Jonah was called to do something. And how are you going to know what you've been called to do? Well, you need to listen. Sounds so obvious. But it is amazing the distractions that we will allow into our life that will take us off target. So when we hear the Word of God, the proof that it is making a change in our life is our response to it. Remember, I had mentioned that you know we know a person is alive because they move. So you look at someone's moving around, you know, their arms are moving, their head is moving, their mouth is talking. (laughs) And we go, wow, that person is alive. So don't get that backwards. Don't think that the motion or the activity that you see is what is giving the life. No, those activities are coming from someone who is alive. So I hope you can see the spiritual connection here. You have been made alive in Christ So you ought to be doing something. So in what way are you any different from the world around you since you put your faith and trust in Christ? When we really hear God's word without putting up any barriers and listen, friends, that is hard to do. It's easy to say, but it is hard to do. Why? Because I already have preconceived ideas of how I think God ought to be. I already have my traditions, and if you're listening to this and you think, oh, I don't have any traditions, I just read the Bible and I do what it says. I bet if you're really, really honest with you, if you're honest with yourself, uh, and you really begin to examine that, you're going to find that, that there are things that you hold on to simply because... That's the way you've always done it. It is a tradition. It is something that maybe you were taught or maybe you learned in your family or you learned in your church. And I'm not necessarily saying that it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that when you come to the Word of God, you have to lay those things aside and you have to say, listen, I want to hear what God is saying. So I'm not going to put up barriers that are going to keep me from hearing. You know, you will be impacted You will be changed internally. One of the things that uh, I did whenever I was uh, going to seminary, and I um, almost am ashamed to admit this, but it was in seminary that I came to the conclusion that, Lord, I want to hear from you. I do not want to hear from men. I want to hear from you. I don't want to hear... The traditions that I've always been brought up believing, I want to know what the Word says. So please help me to lay aside those barriers and to come at it, Lord, with the only presupposition in my heart is that this is the Word of God. And there again is another word, presupposition. And you might think, oh, I don't have any presuppositions. My friend, 
every human being on this planet has a presupposition. And they especially have a presupposition about God and His Word. So, come to the Word with an open heart and an open mind so that you're not just going to be a hearer, but you are going to be a doer. So, don't be self-delusional. There is something here where it says, um, don't be, um, I'm sorry, it says, uh, be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. And then the next phrase after that is what? Deceiving yourself. I will confess to you that I went to church for many years. I used to listen to preaching and teaching. And um, I can remember distinctly sitting there when it hit me. This preacher is talking to and about me. And I don't like to admit this, but I had gone to church for so long and I had listened to Bible preaching and teaching and I honestly thought, I'm here to agree with the pastor. (laughs) I'm here to agree with the person in the podium or the teacher, whoever it was. And they're not talking about me. They're talking to the guy sitting next to me or the person across the room or I sure wish, you know, wish Joe would have been here because he really needed to hear what was said tonight. And I can remember um, very distinctly when the Holy Spirit gripped my heart and he said, no, buddy, I am talking to you. You don't need to be worried about the person who isn't here tonight or the person across the room, or the one sitting next to you, or behind you, or wherever they are in the church, I'm speaking to you. Why am I bringing that up? I'm bringing that up because I was self-deceived. Because I had been a hearer, but I was not a doer. And it was the Holy Spirit that brought me to life that made me a doer. You know, somebody once told me, a long time ago, They said, as you read the word of God, it will read you. And that is true for the believer. That's why a believer can read the same chapter over and over and over again, read the same book over and over and over again, and each time you go through it. Has that ever happened to you? You read something in the Bible, and and you pick up a truth that you didn't pick up before. You didn't see it before. Well, what happened? Did the words change? No, the words were the same. What happened is... As you read the Bible, the Bible reads you because it's alive and you're alive and the Holy Spirit is working inside of you. That's why the non-Christian can read the same words that you've just read and they think you're nuts. They think you're crazy. They read it and they go, uh, okay, it's a good story. Or, yeah, I, I understand what it's saying, but I don't believe it. They don't understand what it's saying. Sure, they might know the meanings of the words, but they don't get the meaning from a man who is spiritually alive. So, what am I saying? I'm saying make time to read the Word and let the Word read you and become a doer of the Word. I want to get to these last few verses here, starting at verse 26. We have what I would really call a test of true religion. Did you know that the word religion or religious 
is never used in the New Testament in a positive way. I'm going to say that again. The word religious or religion is never used in a positive way in the New Testament. These verses are key verses for sincere and authentic Christians. You have a responsibility, dear Christian, to do something with your life. You have a responsibility to keep your words under control. You have a responsibility, according to what it says here, dear Christian, to really, if I could be so blunt, put your money where your mouth is. Take care of the widows and the orphans. And then what does it say? Keep oneself unspotted from the world. Unspotted from the world. When I'm careless with this life that Jesus gave me, I'm being careless with the call that he placed on me. Same goes for you. When you're careless with this life that God has given to you, you are being careless with what he has called you to. So don't be careless with your words. Oh, friends, I'm telling you, how many times have I said something and I wish I could take it back? How many times have you said something and you wish you could take it back? Again, we get back to these words, the way we speak. And we're supposed to be slow to speak, slow to wrath. So we look at this, the test of true religion, and I think a lot of times it's really worthless for you to tell me how good you are <laughs> or tell me all of your accomplishments. Why don't you show me? And what do I mean by that? Put your love in action. What does it tell us here to take care of? of the widows and orphans. And it says, that's what true religion is. So in what ways are you reaching out to help those that are the weak and powerless in your sphere of influence? And I'm not talking about society as a whole. I'm just talking about maybe your neighbor across the street or person that you work with or someone that you see every single day in what ways are you laying down your life sacrificing your time putting some of your own as we would say putting your own skin in the game in what ways are you putting your faith into action and you never know. We've talked about this before. You never know who you might be reaching 
You don't know their whole story. You don't know what the future holds for them. In what way are you ministering to them? And, of course, it goes on from there. I started my community. I started my small sphere of influence. And it, and it, and it expands outward. Just like a pebble being thrown into a pond. And we've all seen the ripple effect. We know what the ripple effect is. And just imagine, again, like we talked about last podcast. Just imagine what a world it would be if people were truly impacted by a biblical worldview. So, let us reach out in love, in the name of Jesus, and take care of the weak and the powerless. We're going to wrap it up here. Our next podcast, we're going to pick it up with James chapter 2, and we're going to um, probably just take verses 1 through 13, only verses 1 through 13 in chapter 2, and uh, we'll take it from there and we'll see what happens in the next podcast. So, I do hope, as always, that this has been an encouragement to you. Uh, dear Christian, I hope that you are learning and growing in Christ. I hope you are taking time each day to be quiet before God. And I know that it is difficult because there are a lot of distractions in our life. And it is difficult. Believe me when I tell you. I know and I understand. It is difficult to be slow to speak, slow to anger. It is difficult to lay aside those things that so much entice us. But read the book of James and look at the test that he lays down for genuine, true religion. With that being said, God bless you and we will catch you on the very next podcast. Coming up is James chapter 2.